Welcome back to Dirt Talk. Excited to be back home for a little bit, at least. Today, we don't have a guest on. Well, technically, we do. We have Dan Briscoe back, VP of BuildWit. I mean, he's just as, if not more important in BuildWit than I am. So we're going to sit here and, and chat about BuildWit itself, try to give people a better idea of what we do, our sales process, what BuildWit even is, what our goals are, that kind of thing. So, hey, Dan. Hey, Aaron. How's it going? Good. Real good. I'm really liking the podcast. I've had some incredible guests. It's one of my favorite things to do. I, I know I'm biased, but the people you're getting on here are crazy good. Yeah, and, and full disclosure, we pay him to say that. So yeah, that's, that's reflected in his end of the year bonus is how many times he says he likes the podcast. The podcast is great because we can use it to share a lot about the partners that we work with because we work with some crazy cool people and I've had a lot of good feedback from business owners and other people in the industry like, man, this is so helpful. But at the same time, it's a really nice channel to just talk about what we do since we're growing, we're learning new things. I mean, we talk every day. We could almost make our daily conversations a podcast itself. But today we wanted to somewhat address what the heck BuildWood even is because we get, I don't know how many comments daily and emails and messages on LinkedIn and Instagram and phone calls basically saying like, we're interested in what you guys do, but we have no idea what you do. And we're kind of still figuring out on our own too, aren't we? I mean, we had a call about it last week. I think it was a couple hours just between you and I and Chase, just what the heck are we? Are we a marketing agency? Are we a consulting firm? Are we a media group? And we're a little bit of all those things. So I think we figured it out kind of where we're headed. So it'll be, I think I have a better answer now for potential partners when they call in to answer that. So it'd be good to explain it. That's always the first question we get. What the heck are you and how can you help me? Yeah. So I guess the best place starts like sales process. So say... A company usually finds us a lot of the time is through social media. They'll see what we're doing oftentimes on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook, one of the three. They'll see what we're doing. They'll reach out to us via our website. And then that question is, hey, we kind of want this help, but we're not really sure what you do. How do you explain it on those initial calls, at least now? After our discussion last week, what I say is there's BuildWit, the company. And BuildWit, our mission is to make the dirt world a better place. We go a little bit into the story, who we are, and that's what BuildWit is all about. Anything we can do, working with partners, anybody else in the industry to make the make the dirt world a better place, that's our mission. Inside of that, BuildWit Media Group is really, we call it a media group or a marketing agency. It's a little bit more focused on content, great photography, video, writing. So it's more on the media side than just a typical marketing agency. That's our core team. That's our bread and butter right now to help our partners tell their story differently. If we can do that well, we can choose partners correctly that are doing business differently. They're treating the people differently. They want to be more transparent. They want to showcase their people. We can find those kind of partners and then do everything we can to make them successful using the media group. Ultimately, that will all contribute to our mission to making the dirt world a better place. So at the top, you have BuildWet. Supporting BuildWet is the media group, the marketing agency. One thing we, we don't do anymore is we don't do a lot of one-off services. So people call us up saying, hey, I need a video or I've been answering leads today. So you know, I need a new brochure. I need social media. We don't do that. We don't just want to be a marketing agency. You know, It's only a small part of our business. So the marketing agency supports the rest of our company 
to do that, we need the partners. And so that, that I kind of get into that early on in the call. And the funny thing about all this is like, I've never wanted to be known as a marketing agency because I think it has such a negative connotation to it. I really dislike most marketing agencies out there because I think they sell snake oil largely. They just sell total nonsense or just a a little bit of value for a lot of money and people just pay it because they feel like they need to, to grow their business. When in reality, it's just not the case, but they don't know any better. So it's super frustrating to me. And I, and I guess we've always somewhat served as a marketing agency though, which is why you've been confused. But then we're also getting into recruiting. We're getting into HR. We're getting into business development. We're getting into eventually like training and leadership and safety. And, and there's a lot of other areas that are starting to grow out of the initial business that just don't at all fit marketing. And I guess that's where that conversation came into play was, hey, we're going to have to start breaking some of this out because it's just, we can't combine it all anymore. It's getting way too confusing. So that's where I guess going forward, we'll have, you know, multiple companies and then, you know, Build Up Media Group will just be the marketing arm of that. So now we are calling ourselves a marketing agency, you know, media business. We made that distinction recently as, as much as it bothers me. And I guess that's what most, probably what, I don't know, 98% of what we do online is just the marketing media side of things. A lot of it's just my pictures, which is why a lot of people think we just do pictures, but the business goes way beyond that now. We just don't really show a lot of it online. Originally, I wanted to I wanted to have a marketing agency and just do it differently than any. I've been frustrated over the past couple of decades dealing with marketing agencies, whether I was in sales or something. So I always wanted to do it differently you never really liked marketing. You don't study marketing books and never, you wanted no part. So our, I think our visions aligned. Marketing is really just storytelling. It's helping people make good purchasing decisions, but it's in an authentic way. It's storytelling. It's no fluff, no, no beating your chest saying how great you are. Nobody buys that way anyway. So really good marketing. It doesn't have to be a negative. Most people think of it as a used car salesman. And so I think that's why you've stayed away from it. You didn't want any part of that. I didn't want any part of it. I didn't mind calling it marketing. I just think it's doing it correctly. I think we've come to where our services, for the media group, we've started to kind of bucket it in four or five services area that where it's branding and design. It's all the content, content being photography, video, copywriting, all those things to really, really storytelling, just using different media platforms. And then putting all that on a website, and then we've we have the consulting arm now that really helps with HR and recruiting, so we can we can help people recruit better. And then now we're really getting into business development. So how are you using all these storytelling tools and a new website to grow your business you know, wisely? The systems that you need, like a like a CRM platform or a marketing automation platform, we're getting into that. That's where it's confusing. We do get there's not other marketing agencies that are helping you really. HR and recruiting or really getting into business development. So there's a few that dabble here and there, but none, none is kind of this broad set of services. So I think that's where we blur the lines between a marketing agency and then what we can do to help our partners as part of our mission to, to improve the dirt world. I guess I haven't studied marketing agencies and it might be a little bit of a mistake, but I just don't want to I don't know. I think marketing is really simple and I don't want to cloud what we're already doing with the way it should be done because the way it should be done isn't necessarily the right way. And then I guess the business development stuff, the recruiting stuff, all of that, none of that was ever part of the plan. Like there wasn't really an initial plan. We've just, 
as we've seen problems, we've just said, hey, okay, you have great marketing, but your recruiting system sucks. So why are we driving all these people to your website? Maybe you have a terrible recruiting system or you might not even have a recruiting system. Like maybe that's something we should fix. And we didn't really know how to do it, but we just said, hey, we'll do it for free. We'll try it. So if it doesn't work, there's no risk to you. There's not much risk to us. And I guess from that, we've created all these other services, which is why it's, I guess, kind of come confusing because we're solving so many different problems right now. But it's a good problem to have, I guess. Yeah. And, and they're kind of interrelated. I mean, we're, we're not trying to get outside of our lane too much. It still goes back to storytelling, but you're, you're right. I mean, the first few companies we built websites and started doing social media, well, all of a sudden they had all these people hitting their website, trying to sign up for a job. And then it's like, hey, fax your resume to this number. Well, that's not going to work in today's age. Or here's our address, come walk in. That's also not going to work. So we realized we have to build the recruiting systems. That's not too hard of a fix. But then when we build the recruiting systems, we start looking at the numbers and they're like, hey, we're helping you attract all these people, helping you sign up for jobs. But when 19 out of 20 are leaving, then you probably have more of an HR issue with onboarding and training and employee retention and culture and, and some of those things. So storytelling can impact all of those things. And that's, that's why we kind of gravitated to helping more there. We're still learning as we go with our initial partners on what exactly we should do. We started growing our team, outsourcing in some areas, having some contractors in some areas and, and bringing people in full-time where it makes sense. But we've done that in more so in HR and recruiting lately, but now starting to really dive into business development and you know, where you aren't low bid, some of the private work or design build, things like that, where people are qualifying you. We can use storytelling to help you win projects. We just had one of our newest partners. We haven't even finished their website, but they said stop and, and help us get ready for a proposal they had on Monday and we were able to help them win that project. So that's fun for our team when we can stop and, and do a quick video or do a brochure for you so you can show it in a meeting and, and win a project. That's, that's all part of great storytelling. But I guess to that, it's like, I'm glad we're not operating like a traditional agency because a traditional agency would have had to sit there and be like, uh, okay, you want this, you, you want this fast turnaround and it's going to cost you this amount of money. And, and we would have just had to waste a bunch of time trying to figure out, you know, what they're going to pay us and, and worry about this and this and that. When in reality, it's just like, Hey, they need this video. They need it to potentially win a big project. Okay, great. That's the priority for us. We're not going to worry about payment. We're not going to worry about the details. We're just going to get it done for them and make it happen and help them win the project. They won the project. Great. When they win, we win. Like I was so excited when they said they won that project because it made me feel like I won that project. Like I was part of that team that put all the work into the proposal. We didn't even do that much, but but I was part of that team that won that project. And then now they're going to give that project to their people in the field to keep them busy. They're going to take that money home to their families. And it, it just perpetuates itself, which is, it's really, really cool. And that goes to our other main belief is like their problems are our problems. So we are, if we were just operating as an agency, we are only a marketing agency. We would sit there and to these, the companies we've worked with for a long time say, Hey, your marketing's great. Your storytelling's great. Your website driving a ton of people to apply. Your social media is great. Your people are talking about your videos left and left and right. But at the end of the day, if they're still not creating results, if they're still not hiring more people, if they're still not retaining more people, that's a problem 
that we've taken on ourselves to solve because it's their problem. I mean, their problems are our problems. So we don't just stop at like, well, we did our job and wipe our hands and go on to the next one. It's not like I have no interest in that. And I guess that mentality is why we've gotten into so many things that, I mean, frankly, we've had no business getting into like recruiting and headhunting and then building a job board. Like this stuff, like we have no business being in and we're competing with much bigger companies and there's a long list of liability. And I guess it's just the mentality of like, we just need to do whatever we can to help every single one of our partners. We're on their team a hundred percent. They know that. And it's given us like, even when we screwed up and we've screwed up a lot, a ton of grace at the end of the day, because they know like, Hey, we're giving it our best shot. We're really truly on your team. We're not just here out for ourselves trying to make a bunch of money. Originally, you were the one that said, I want to call them partners. And I, I kind of cringe. It sounds kind of cliche. Everybody's trying to say that. But I've grown into it because that is how we treat them. And we stop what we're doing. We don't really charge. If we can go win business for one of our partners, we go do it. And they win. And they give us their patient with us as we grow our small company. And sometimes they've invested in us by paying up front. Or they're not owners of our company, but they, they act like it sometimes. And they're... You get offers all the time of, hey, if you're low on cash or something, we'll jump in. It definitely operates closer to a partnership than I've ever had in any other company. And so I I feel comfortable doing that. And then it ties back to our mission. We don't move any dirt ourselves. We don't do any of the things that contractors do. So the only way we improve the dirt world is by picking these partners wisely, making them super successful, being part of the team that keeps them growing, changes the way they do business. And then telling that story to the rest of the industry so everybody can learn, hey, here's here's how you can do some things. Here's how other people are doing it. Some best practices kind of showcase those partners to the rest of the industry. Then we can actually make an impact. Well, I guess a good a good illustration of all this point too, last night or this morning, like we had to, a competitor of one of the companies we're already partnered with reached out to us, like a direct competitor. I mean, they bid against them on everything, it sounds like. And I kind of knew that from the beginning because looking at their site and seeing where they were, and I've seen them around before. We went to the partner and said, hey, this company came to us. They want to work with us. Are they a competitor? Do you not want us to work with them? He said, no, they're a direct competitor. I don't want to work. I don't want you guys to work with them. And then we just turned around and said, hey, sorry, we're already partnered with someone. I mean, the decision's already made for us. It's like we play for their team and their team only. If someone else comes in and wants to compete, it hinders us because, okay, that's a lot of business that we just had to turn away. But at the same time, it creates something so much more powerful and special and gives us so much more grace than we would ever have otherwise. And so just delaying a little bit of gratification now leads to so much gain down the road and creates these really, really powerful relationships partnerships. I mean, you can go into, even on the business development side of things, like you can just go into these companies and sit down with them and they'll give you any information you want. You're an outside vendor. like, And there's there's no NDA or, or formal agreement or anything saying we won't share this information, but they'll give us all their financial data and, and pricing and everything so we can help them business development. And that's just, it's taken us a long time to even get to those conversations and a long time of just doing the right thing over and over and over again, building their trust in us. So they know that, Hey, we are on your team. We're not here to screw you. We're not here. Like a lot of these other companies that are just out for themselves. I don't know if people kind of get it, but that's the third part of our company. So build with at the top with our mission to help change the dirt world. Then we have the media group, the marketing agency that does storytelling differently. 
the partnership is really a third part of the company. And that we didn't start out this way. We knew we wanted to work with some great contractors, but once we had that meeting in Nashville and had like 14 presidents and they started sharing and we realized, Hey, we don't have any competitors here. And so they started sharing about their business and, and opening up and learning from each other. And then they just said, hey, there's a few groups like FMI that have these peer groups. But for the most part, it's some of the bigger associations. And where they're working together, it's, they're sitting with their competitors. And so they, they didn't want to share. So it became a unique opportunity to work with BuildWet, to work with other similar companies around the country. Because we were pretty careful on our end. So there's a ton of great people in construction. But we seem to be getting a big share of them inside our partners. These guys are just awesome. So it's fun to work with them. Now they start sharing with each other and we get access to everything where a typical marketing agency, you know, I was, we were on with one of our partners this morning, just opened up their CRM, gave us access, marketing automation tools so we can, we can get that implemented for them. We know everybody's leads. We know what their RFPs. It's just because we do operate like a partnership, we get access to that and then we can use that to actually really help them. It all breaks down if we have some competitors. I mean, there's a little bit of overlap here and there. We can't get away from some of that. But for the most part, we, we stay away from that. And, and our partners, they're always a little bit surprised when we do that. And I guess they're not used to a lot of people keeping their word. And just like, no, this breaks down. If, we, if you don't trust us, then you quit sharing. Then we can't help you. Our whole business model will fall apart. We don't have good partners. Then we can't make an impact on the world. It's kind of fundamental to what we're trying to do. And I guess the future and kind of the business model, it, it works this way. A lot of other agencies, a lot of other models that wouldn't work. We're growing really fast from a revenue perspective and a people perspective. And because we're, we are scaling up pretty aggressively, but the goal is not to go after a thousand construction companies. Like we have no interest in scaling to a thousand companies across the United States with, you know, a thousand person agency and just doing everything for everybody. We really just want to place bets with, you know, okay, who do we want to bet on in each region? Who are those great businesses in each region? Who are those great individuals in each region? And then let's help them become as wildly successful as they want to want to become. So it's like our sales process right now, especially has really slowed down because we're just somewhat working on existing relationships and not really taking anything on new. Cause we don't, I guess there's a limit to it. We can't keep growing without starting to step on toes. But the nice thing is we don't really want to get to that point. We want to get the agency to like a very sustainable point where we just focus on our current partners and make their marketing better and better and better and better and keep just competing with ourselves and beating ourselves with each company. And then build what jobs and other companies are the companies that will eventually scale across the entire industry. And that's where probably majority of the revenue is going to come from down the road, but not the marketing agency. So I guess that's how we're okay with just scaling to the 30, 40, 50 companies and then capping it there because that's the only way this is going to work. I think I shared, we were looking at a marketing agency and they had a kicker on their website. I think they had done tens of thousands of websites. I'm like, oh my gosh, what a nightmare. It gives me heartburn to think about. I, that's that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, can you imagine that? We prefer a two-decade relationship with somebody and helping them. The more interesting parts to us, I think, are 
once we do the content and uh, redo the brand and launch a website, then it gets to be fun. It, it, that, let's do the creative stuff after that. Really help you change your company and, and really get some wins. None of that really matters. Like you said, if you don't hire people differently, if you don't retain people differently, if you don't win business differently, then all that was really for ego's sake because it, it, it didn't change your business. So we want to help change the business. And that we should be at roughly 20 partners by the end of the year, which is great. We've grown quickly. We have to grow the team to match that. I think we do cap out 30, 40, 50 partners. And, and then we just start working on all the other businesses that we can do to help the dirt world, to help our partners and go from there. The interesting thing, too, about all this is that, at least for me, like I never wanted a marketing agency. The marketing agency was never a goal. And the marketing agency still, for me, is just a vehicle to accomplish our mission. It's not the mission itself. It's like photos and photography is the exact same thing for me. I don't really like photography. I was never into photography before I started taking pictures of heavy equipment. I'm not enamored by photography and cameras itself. I don't really care about it, but it's just a means for me to accomplish what I want to accomplish, to do what I love, to share what I love, to tell the stories that I love. And that's kind of what the marketing agency for me is at least turned into. And I guess that's why we've become so diverse so quickly is because the point isn't to make a great agency. That's not the mission to go make the world's best marketing agency. The mission is to make the dope world a better place. So we just do whatever we need to do to make the dope world a better place, period. And I guess that's it's freed us to evolve so quickly and to, so we don't sit there and say, well, we can't get into this because, well, we've never done it before. And it's not what marketing agencies do. That's not the point. That's not our mission. It's like, we just do it because it, it is the mission. I think that's, that's one of the keys is the goal from the beginning and still isn't to create this amazing agency. The ma- amazing agency is, is a byproduct of what we're doing. And it's starting to morph into an amazing agency based on all our actions, but it all comes back to making the dirt world a better place. So whatever you have to do to accomplish that mission is what we do. It's made so many decisions so much easier and so many tough decisions so much easier. It's like the temptation of turning a big company down, what we just did this morning, and we've done it a lot of times over, is would be so great and that would be such a difficult decision if we didn't have that higher purpose and set of values to go back on. And I, I sent you a message about it this morning. It was like, that would be such a difficult thing to decide and to do and to say if we didn't have the foundation, the mission, the values, the purpose that we do. But since we have all those things, it's just, it's, it's the automatic, you don't even think about it anymore. So we, we're making all these tough decisions so much easier because we just, we know what we need to do. And eventually it's like, we don't want to build website after website after website. Like we're just doing this because the companies we work with need websites. That's a big piece of their marketing. So we can't go forward with a shitty website, but then we want to just keep improving their current website. We don't want to keep building new websites over and over and over and rebranding over and over and over. Like that's not the purpose. So even in the next few years, the company is going to go beyond just building websites from scratch and branding from scratch and more so about how do we implement this brand across the entire company? How do we grow the company? How do we grow the marketing with the growing company? It's going to be just new problems to solve. And the company is going to, I think, morph along with our partner's growth. 
it really hit me, I think, on your latest five-week excursion across the country. And I was back here working with the team. And I realized I'm making $100,000 decisions every day for our company. But it was easy to do because I had the mission. Sanity checks, does this help our mission or hurt our mission? And I was able to make those decisions. You know, I'd let you know about them at the end of the day just to confirm that we're on the same page. But it's made decision-making so much easier for us. And you know, they're not small decisions. Some of these are a big percentage of our business, but because we're very clear now about what we're doing, it makes it much easier on us. It's crazy to say that too. I mean, these are, some of these are $100,000, $200,000 decisions. That's just, just automatically saying no, like 150,000. Okay, great. Like that, that's exciting. That would be cool to get, but if it doesn't align with our mission, we don't do it. I made a post the other day about our struggles with banks and lines of credit and this and that. And people are like, oh, go get a credit card. It's like, I don't think you understand how much money's coming in and out now and not saying like we're amazing, but it's just like we're to the point where we're making big decisions. There's big dollars at stake. And it used to be like I could just get a credit card and put my camera equipment on credit card. But now there's 11 full-time mouths to feed. You just announced that we just hired on three new contractors this morning so we have, I don't know, 15, 20 part-time people to feed. Cash is not like plentiful. We're not just sitting on a mound of cash. Like I'm scared shitless about payroll and, and insurance and, and everything every single week. And, you know, the credit card bill and this and this and that. But at the same time, it's like that pressure does not outweigh and outpace our mission, our values, what we're trying to accomplish. Like that's number one. If that goes away, then everything else is completely pointless and for nothing. So even when we're faced with $100,000, hey, I, I can give you this 100000 if you just give me this in return. If it doesn't align with our mission, like we can't do it because it screws us long term. It might help our problem now. It might, wow, you know, hundred grand that's going to solve my cash flow problems for, I don't know, another month maybe, but it doesn't matter. I mean, long term, I see where this is going. You see where this is going, but I just don't think people realize like it's the decision making started to become pretty significant right now after two and a half years of doing this, it's amazing how much it's grown. Yeah, but even things we're, a couple of days ago, you and I were talking about SEO. We want to improve the way we're doing SEO. Do we go hire another expert to add to our team or do we outsource it? And it goes back to the mission. We can make the dirt world a better place without becoming SEO experts. All of our partners need you know, search engine optimization. They all need to show up well in search. Some need it way more than others because it's critical to their business. But very quickly, we saw we can go get one of the best agencies in the country to do this for us. That will help our partners. It's one less headache that we have to do. We vetted them very carefully over the last couple of months, had them do build with jobs and some other things. But we can outsource that and not add a whole bunch more people or, or costs onto our partners. So it just that makes it simple. We've done some similar things in a few other areas where we like we don't have to be an expert there. We can we can outsource. That will help our partners. That will keep helping our mission. And so we've been able to grow. Yeah, we're adding people. We're adding full-time and contractors. But where it makes sense, we're also outsourcing to real experts that can help without going crazy on the growth side. But even SEO, it's a, it's another good example. It's We're kind of getting paid for a little bit of it, but not really. It's not really like a product that we've said, okay, we're going to do your SEO and you're going to pay us X amount of dollars a month to do it. Like that's just not... That's not how any of our agreements are structured and that, that conversation has not happened. Maybe it'll happen in the future, but we know that, hey, if you are a concrete ready mix business and you rely on a lot of people Googling for concrete ready mix in a certain area and you're showing up on page three 
you're screwed. That's costing you tons and tons and tons of money. So investing in the SEO right. and the proper way to do it, like we could go get just some random kid to, oh yeah, I can do SEO, but no, we're going to go do it the right proper way. Even when we're not getting paid for it, we're going to really invest in it. I mean, you, you were saying that's, again, that's, that's a hundred thousand dollar investment this year in just SEO. Right. If we do it right, like a hundred thousand dollar investment, that's, that's a ton of money for something that we're not getting paid for. We need to do it. We have to do it. We don't even have a choice even when we're not getting paid for it because it's just, it's the right thing to do for the businesses we work with. And will we get paid for it down the road? Absolutely. Like all the money, it evens out at the end of the day. At least I believe that. But right now it's something to swallow. It's like, geez, I mean, that's, that's a significant, a huge expense that I did not even have penciled in for this year at all that we'll have to figure out. But it's just, if it's the right thing to do, it's the right thing to do. I mean, you would have made life a lot simpler if you took on a bunch of outside investors for sure. But, Way but you know, again, that goes back to the mission that outside investors would not really care about our mission. They would care about a return on their investment and it doesn't match up well. So it's made life interesting, but it's, it's also kept us from making a lot of stupid decisions or even more stupid decisions than we've made. It's been a great thing for our company. We've had to grow cautiously. We've had to really keep focused on our partners versus getting too distracted by all these new opportunities that are popping up all over the place. So we've, we've had to make sure we deliver for them. Uh, a lot of them are on monthly retainers. And so it, that's kind of the core of our business. So I think it's been a good thing. I mean, a lot of people, when I talk about money and cash flow and, and our growth, they say, well, why don't you just go get investors? And it's like, we could go get investors tomorrow. And that's not me being cocky. It's just, we are really in a fortunate position where people sincerely, sincerely believe in us. And so we've been offered investment, I don't know, 15 times over. I've explored it in a really in-depth manner once or twice over where we were getting to the point where we were potentially going to do some paperwork to pencil things out and try to figure out how much of the company we were going to chunk off and, and give to them in return for a lot of money. But you just said it perfectly. They don't give a single shit about our mission. They care about a return on investment. They're an investor. They want to make money. I don't blame them. I mean, I used to have investments before I had the company. Now the company is my investment. They want to make money, whereas we're not really concerned with a return on investment right now. We're concerned with making the dirt world a better place and making our partner's problems go away. That's our biggest concern. The money is going to show an enormous return at the end of the day, but that's not the point. Even in the first year, my dad wanted to be part of the business. He wanted to be a partner in the business. I even had to turn him down because maintaining the hundred percent equity is not about me getting filthy rich. It's about protecting that vision. It's about protecting where we're headed from anyone else trying to get in the way of things. Even if they know what they're doing, even if they're an experienced business owner, I just want to protect where we're headed. And so partners, great. If it works out, that's awesome. But we've been in a place where we haven't needed them so far and we've gotten to where we are. So it's like, well, if we've gotten to where we are, which is theoretically the hardest part about business is that what we've grown to this year, I think that mark dollar wise, we've gotten here. So it's like, well, why can't we keep going on the investor side too? all of our partners are investors at the end of the day? Like, are we giving them services? Are they paying for a product? Yes. But they're also, I mean, you said like we have very creative agreements where, I mean, we collect a lot of money up front. We collect a lot of money when we've done, we haven't done a single thing and we haven't worked with them before based just on purely on trust. That's them investing in our company. They're spending 
way more than they ever have on marketing before. Some of these companies that we work with, we're charging just on a percentage basis, on an increase basis year over year, absurdly more money than they ever had paid before because they were paying next to nothing before. But that's because they believe in us. So in a sense, we do have investors. They're all our partners. They're all smart enough business people to know that if we do better, they do better. And if they do better, we do better. So it's all we're all in this together, which is pretty cool. I mean, I'm not surprised that it's working so well, but in some ways I am. It's just, it's a very different way. And you can tell, I mean, we have awesome partners and we carefully vet each other as we go through it, but you can still see there's a bit of surprise when it when we come to some decisions and when we do the stuff that we do, it's just like, wow, you guys really are doing what you say. And that makes it a lot of fun. So yeah. Well, and it's just differently than I've really ever done. In every new agreement we get, it's still a surprise to me because I don't assume anything's going to go through anymore. Again, you messaged me this morning like, hey, you know, I messaged this company that we haven't heard back from in six weeks. We sent a proposal a long time ago and they said, yeah, we're reviewing it. So sorry, like this might actually happen. And and we were both like, we were both writing them to be like, hey, we know this is going to happen. Maybe we'll talk 2021. They come back to us, say, hey, like, well, no, we're actually, we want to make this happen. And you and I are both sitting there like, what the hell's going on? Like, I... This is ridiculous. Some of the stuff that's, that's just, it's working out or on the flip side of that, there's been a lot that's gone wrong that we haven't foreseen. And it's just like, well, all right, let's figure it out. We've tried, I think a few weeks ago, we tried to back out of working with somebody and and just because we weren't sure we were a good fit. We tried to respectfully back away from them and let them choose a different agency and they wouldn't let us. So it was kind of interesting, you know, but then we'll, and we'll get a call from a president really upset about something where we, we had a miscommunication and, it, but it's super simple to just say, Hey, I don't even know what the issue is yet. I can tell you're upset. I know we're going to work it out. If not, we'll give you your money back for that part. Like we're in this thing for the next couple of decades. So let's figure it out. And very quickly, we resolved the situation. Everybody we got through those things and then they're patient with us too. That's part of the partnership I think is, they realize we're a small company. Our hearts are in the right place. We've got experts, but we don't know everything. And so we're, we're learning as we go. We're trying to communicate. We're trying to grow the team because we're cash flowing. We Sometimes we have to get the investments and then grow the team. So sometimes there's a bit of a lag, not too much, but a little bit of a lag kind of developing some of these services. And so it just, I don't know, it makes it fun. I've never, the deals that we're talking about are 10, 15, 20 times bigger than what we were doing a year ago. So it's kind of crazy that people are trusting us that much. But then we, we also hear these success stories. You know, like, hey, we since we've been working with you, we've fired 100 people. We just won this proposal. It's, we literally are helping change businesses. We're watching them grow. They're watching us grow. They're happy when we win and, and are hiring more people. This is kind of a fun way to do business. To me, it's the only way to do business. I couldn't even imagine any other way. When people accuse us of tricking. Yeah, you don't like, know tri- any different. Yeah, <laughs> but people accuse us like, is this a trick or this and that? And I I just say like, I'm, listen, I'm not smart enough to trick you. Like, and I don't have time to think about these tricks. And I don't, I couldn't sleep at night if I was tricking people. It's just, I have no interest in any of that. I just want to do what I say I'm going to do. You do what you're going to say, what, what you say you're going to do. You know, we'll shake on it and then we'll go down the road together. And if there's problems, we'll figure it out. It's just, it's so much simpler than trying to hide things in fine print or, okay, let's, you know, we need to go in this negotiation and screw the other guy. We need to get the upper hand and, okay, I read this book on negotiating and here's the five tricks to negotiating and, okay, we can't talk right. first. It, it's none of that. It's just like, hey guys, like 
this is what we think you're dealing with. This is what we're dealing with. How do we meet in the middle to work this out together? That's it. We're not even oversimplifying here. That's what our sales conversations are. You know, I, I was looking at you laying in the back of a truck dealing with like four senior executives at, at big companies with 40 something thousand employees. And it's almost a, a little too informal, but it's just fun. I mean, that's who we are. We're there to help. We have kind of a way of doing things. It definitely works. And so we definitely don't want to lose that as we keep getting bigger. Well, in what, fairness. The last, I know you're kind of wrapping up here. What should we be saying? You know, if people want to work with us, what's kind of our message now? I mean, I, I think I know it, but there's still some great companies out there that want to work with or have an interest. What are we saying kind of for the rest of the year? I mean, you, you know this, it's like we're in a position where we're trying to manage our growth, which means saying no to a lot of things and a lot of great opportunities that just don't, we just can't fit in right now. That said, we're always happy to have conversations, I feel like. So as much as we can't really accommodate new work this year, we have a lot of years after this. And if nothing else, if we could just start having great conversations with great people, that's a good place to start. So I don't want to like discourage anyone from reaching out or any companies starting conversation. And even if we can just get to know their company and, and just talk to them, I, I just like talking to those people in this industry. So even if it's just that, and maybe we work out something down the road, that's fantastic. I mean, I would encourage people to reach out if they're dirt world companies, if they treat their people great, if they're wanting to tell their stories, if they're wanting to do things differently, if they, they see the world differently, they're not afraid of change. They're not afraid of transparency. You know, if they align with what we believe in, what we preach, if they align with a lot of the companies we work with, then, I mean, I would say reach out. Let's just at least talk and get to know one another. I was just kind of confirming because I'm sitting looking at an email where we're doing just that. It's a company. We went back and forth a little bit. I said we're pretty much sold out for the year, but they really align with our vision. And she said, can we, can we get it on a call later this week and just start the conversation and let's shoot for 2021? That's kind of what we're doing. Perfect. Cool. Well, I guess going back to that pickup thing too, I would not have been sitting in the back of my pickup truck if I had known how important all those guys are beforehand. <laughs> I guess my, my I, I knew it. I was just letting you go. You were, yeah. you were good. Yeah. I was a little too frank on that phone call too. After the fact, I was like, ah, I probably said some things I shouldn't have said, but it is what it is. Okay. Well, well, even when people are, have big positions and manage huge chunks of people they're, they're humans and I think they like being treated like humans and so it's, it's been a fun way to do business because we're sold out we don't get too too up or down about whether somebody calls us back or doesn't call us back we, we've had enough you know we don't want to take it for granted we definitely want to work hard and, and earn that but it makes it kind of puts us more on an even playing ground with people we can come in just look at the problem see if we can help versus us trying to really make money and support our team we can afford to pick and choose what really works well with our mission and then give people advice hey if we're not a good fit we'll be the first to tell you and maybe even give you advice about where to go and how to do that absolutely i'm sure we'll talk again soon make more podcasts as things come up maybe talk about some problems or some drama as things unfold or new deals or i don't know whatever it may be but I'm sure we'll be chatting again. So thanks for chatting. I appreciate everyone listening in. If you find these valuable, again, I know Andy Frisella says this all the time. It's it's the same for us. We're not really spending any money on the podcast. Well, we're spending a lot of money on the podcast and we're not getting anything in return. We're not promoting it really other than our social media. So if you find this valuable, if, if you enjoy it, if you think it's helpful, please share it with other people that you may think 
will enjoy it as well. So thanks for listening. We'll see you guys later.